2020 is winding down. What would you flush away? We've got answers with our co-host Liz Seagrand, author of The Rocket Years and Fast Company journalist, to talk toilet paper. I kid you not, it is Tuesday, December 8th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I am Elizabeth Segrin. I am a senior staff writer at Fast Company Magazine, and I'm coming to you from my beautiful, airy loft office here in Boston. It does look very beautiful and airy, Liz. <laughs> Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and the wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders, including author of The Rocket Years, Elizabeth Seagrand. We mix in questions and comments from our money friends, and then we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Liz, welcome back. You are a veteran now. This is your fifth episode. Yes, thank you so much for having me back. You are looking stunning in a purple sweater. We record <laughs> this live on YouTube. Everyone should join us on the Money with Friends YouTube channel to be part of the show and see us as well as hear us. Um, and I wanted to ask you where you got it so I could pick one up. And in fact, it is one of a kind. Totally. Um, just like everybody else, I picked up a quarantine habit, which is knitting. And it was actually bolstered by the research I did in my book, which is called The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launched the Rest of Your Life. And there's actually all of this fascinating data about how people with hobbies um, are just happier in life. They have, they, they, you know, they, um, they're more productive at their jobs. They're more um, intellectually engaged and passionate about life. And I was like, you know what? I need to get myself a hobby. So I started knitting and um, I knit a lot of, uh, of hats and, uh, <laughs> and scarves, which are going to be uh, holiday presents. And then I wanted to take on a challenge. So I knit um a sweater, which turned out to be five sizes too small. So uh, I gave that to my five-year-old daughter who was rocking it. And I just figured out how to make uh, a sweater my size. And here it is. And the other thing that I love about this sweater is that the name of the color of the sweater is wine, which is another one of my quarantine hobbit, ha hobbies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, I know. I, well, I, and that brings us to things like Zoom happy hours. That just came to me. All of these sort of pandemic habits and phrases that have become part of our world. We're going to mm -hmm. be talking about that. Very, very interesting way to kind of flush away 2020. First, let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the headline. This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. All right, so this headline comes to us from the Detroit Free Press by Miriam Marini. 2020 has been going down the drain, and now you can actually flush it away. And I'm just going to summarize quickly, because um, we want to get to these phrases, what the piece is about. The company American Standard is doing a giveaway, and basically they're going to give away toilet paper featuring the worst of what 2020 has had to offer us. They did uh, a survey, and they identified they asked people to identify one thing from this year that they wish they could flush down the drain. And, um, you know, they sort of joke about that this was the year that, you know, really this kind of was a standout thing. Um, but they, 
you know, in all seriousness, we want to flush the turmoil down the toilet and start the year with a fresh, clean start. Um, Obviously, the majority of people, 87%, said they wish they could leave the coronavirus in the dust, the phrase new normal along with it. Um, And then here is a list of 2020's most flushable moments. I guess we'll go through that together, Liz. And we can comment on each one. And our audience that's joining us, of course, is welcome to comment as well. We record this live on YouTube on the Money with Friends YouTube channel if people want to join us here. Um, The first one, of course, as I mentioned, is COVID-19 at 87%. Not a surprise, Liz. Totally. I mean... You know, my daughter is five and we, you know, whenever there are questions about like what she wants to move past from or what she's hoping for in the future, she always says no COVID and no coronavirus. So I think it's, it's penetrated into <laughs> the culture. The toddlers are, uh, are against the pandemic as well. Yeah. It's kind of like that phrase we always hear about your grandparents said I had to walk, you know, so many miles to school and it was uphill both ways. Our children are going to say, you know, you don't have to deal with COVID-19 and all this homeschooling stuff. Uh, The next one, far behind it, is the phrase new normal at 49%, which actually makes no sense. There's no such thing as a new normal. It's contradictory in and of itself. Totally. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were, and we, and I brought up the term unprecedented and he said, Oh, I hate that word. It's just, it's like, it's become such a dirty word now. Um, this idea that we're going to have to like re re change everything about who we are and how we live. Um, yeah, we're all sick of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like unprecedented. And like you said, and like, um, they always say the new nor the, um, in these uncertain times or in these challenging times. And that was in every ad I felt at the beginning of the pandemic. And it's like, okay, we know that. Thanks for telling us once again. At the beginning, we kind of like helped us. I don't know. It it, it was trying to contextualize where we are, but like nine months into it, it's almost like triggering. It's like, oh, don't remind us that we're in this terrible moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think these words are triggering, right? So uh, again, canceled vacations, which of course could apply to canceled weddings, canceled parties. You had your daughter's birthday party. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was yesterday. She just turned five. And yeah, I mean, I I had a total meltdown the night before because, you know, when you're five, a birthday is like everything. And she couldn't have friends over. It was, you know, we ended up making it really special for her. And I think it's going to be extra memorable, but you know, people, you know, people have had weddings that have been canceled, right? These are life events. These are milestones that you're not going to get back. Yeah. And not to mention, of course, the industries built around them, which you may have different feelings about these industries, but there are people that have jobs then their businesses totally. have been destroyed. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that goes along with, you know, virtual everything, which is, you know, conferences, book tours, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything totally. is virtual. And at a certain point, people just don't want to get on the Zoom call anymore. I mean, the, all these yeah. virtual conferences, mm, it's not the same. Yeah. And weirdly in this year, you know, I, I've been working from home for a long time. I do a lot of my interviews um, on the phone and this year, because um, everybody is shifted to zoom. A lot of my interviews, people are requesting to do them by video. And I just find them so much more exhausting than just doing it over the phone because there's all of this like visual feedback. You're you're not making eye contact with a person, but you have to follow their face on a screen. I'm I'm over it. Yeah, I am. I yeah, I would agree completely. This one is technically not well. It's, it's not coronavirus related. Murder hornets. That's another thing mm-hmm. that was just like a fun thing thrown in there for us this year. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just like apocalyptic, right? Everything that could possibly go with the election, with this, everything. Well, and people were saying, you know, at the beginning of 2020, we were worried about the fires in Australia, which we're mm-hmm. still, we are absolutely still, that's very important, of course, and that's tragic. And all the, oh my God, the pictures of the koalas. Who knew what else was mm-hmm. coming? Well, and then we lost a lot of people this year on top of everything. Like, you know, like basically there have been so many people who have lost. We don't have to go through them all right now. But, you know, it's like everything. This is a terrible, terrible, horrible, miserable year. Nasal swabs. 30% Mm -hmm. said nasal swabs. I mean, my son at age 13 has had so many COVID tests to attend. He's on his ninth day of school so far because they're constantly testing the kids, which is kind of ironic because of the schools are testing the kids, at least for in our experience, more than the adults because they're testing the kids to be able to go into school. And then somebody doesn't test, doesn't get a good test result. And then they're shut down again. So it's really frustrating. So he's so used to that. He hates these nasal swab tests. He's like over it. You know, I haven't actually had a single uh, COVID test because I live in my <laughs> my loft my loft <laughs> office. I haven't left it, and I, I have like a I have an elliptical machine here. I'm like fully self sufficient from my bunker right here, so I haven't had to do that. But my husband um, is a professor at Harvard, and they have like a very extensive testing regime there, and everybody's getting tested multiple times a week. So, yeah, it's either you're getting it uh, all the time or you're you're just like me and you just haven't seen a person in like <laughs> nine months. <laughs> yeah. I've had it twice, but they were for purposes. They, so, you know, like I had mm-hmm. a medical procedure and so they make you get tested before that, that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. nothing like my son. I mean, he's just a pro at it. Um, all right. Missed parties at 24%. Of course, your daughter's birthday yeah. party didn't happen. My son's mm-hmm. bar mitzvah has not happened yet. So many parties that have just totally. happened. And I would yeah. say 90% were really sad. But there's is there a little part of you, Liz, that's like a little bit relieved to have all that sort of free time on your calendar this year? Yeah, I would say that, you know, when I saw all of this, I definitely, there are many things about 2020 that have been terrible and that I want to, you know, I don't want to have to deal with. But honestly, like, um, yeah, there have been some things that have been quite nice, including Thanksgiving. You know, this year we just, the three of us, my husband and my daughter and I just stayed here. Uh, granted, I'm not actually American. Um, and so I didn't, you know, Thanksgiving wasn't a big holiday for me growing up. Um, but I, I was really nice not to travel and just to have four days to be at home and do things as a family. There are some things that I think are really nice, but but only because um, we can see an end in sight, you know, like it's just an, an anomalous, like, you know, special thing. And eventually we're going to get back to normal. I think that's how I'm feeling about it. The, the reason we can celebrate the good things is because we know that, they're, that this is not going to be life forever, right? Have you had moments when you feel like it's life forever? At the beginning, I, you know, I think people had no idea when it was going to be over. Um, and I honestly, I think I, I was feeling depressed. I, I don't think I had the words for it at the time, but I was feeling depressed because I thought this, this was going to be, I thought this was going to be our life for like seven years, you know, because <laughs> if we didn't have a, I mean, it's amazing that the vaccines have been so effective, but I think everybody was really surprised by that. I think people thought that maybe the vaccines weren't going to work and that, some version of this was going to be, you know, part of our life for a really long time. But I think now that there is an end in sight, I think we can start planning and we can start enjoying the good things um, and sort of like 
you know, flushing the bad things down the toilet, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a balance because we're all a little bummed about various things. But yet with the vaccine, I feel like that's giving us a little hope as we turn into the new year. We record this in front of a live audience um, on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Everyone definitely, as I've said, please join us on YouTube on the Money with Friends channel. Um, We have Sarah here with a comment. Yeah. Yeah. She talks about how she's really bummed that her, that her son won't get to spend his senior year in high school with friends. Um, and he has a good attitude about it and, it and it makes her a little sad. And Sarah, I'm totally with you. You know, I actually launched a book right at the start of COVID in, in March called The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launched the Rest of Your Life. And it's really about the big decisions make in our 20s and how they play out throughout our lives. And we launched it at that time because it was supposed to be ready for the graduation season, right? The high school and college graduation season. And everything got disrupted because nobody was able to have graduations last year. And that's one thing. And, you know, I talked to so many young people during that time. I did a lot of virtual events. And these are the kinds of things that you you just kind of don't get back, right? Like it's an exceptional um, period in a person's life. And it's such a valuable and important time, you know, as they transition from one phase of life to another. And you don't really get those moments back, right? Like travel will come back, you know, you can have a sixth birthday party and, and all of that. But like, graduation, you know, that that's a, that's a special moment. And so I think it's perfectly reasonable for us all to be mourning the loss of the things that we don't get back, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. One thing we will not miss for sure, although it seems to not be going away so fast, is the expression, you're on mute. How many times has that happened to you? Even almost we had a little glitch recording this and I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know if you accidentally muted yourself. I mean, it's like constant. Really? Totally. I, for me, I, that hasn't happened to me, but I always have this anxiety now that like my video is on when I don't want it to be on or that I'm somehow on a zoom call or that I, you know, whatever. There's always this anxiety that like, I'm somehow getting filmed. It's just constant. Even when like my computers are not on. Right. It's like, did, am I like, am I on video (laughs) when I'm not supposed to be? Well, and there've been some incidents of people being on video when they have thought they have not, that have had major repercussions and people can go Google that kind of stuff. But yeah, but yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think those, those moments like really just like create anxiety, right. Where it's like, you know, it just, it's, we're on video all the time now, all day in our homes, in our private spaces. Right. And so it's like, Oh, did I just, did I leave my zoom on? And like, you know, and like, are they watching me? Like, you know, like, I don't know, (laughs) taking a nap back there. Like, I don't know. I know exactly. And it's become so much of a part of our culture that I feel like I used to really like try and get all dressed up all the time. And now, you know, I'll just do Instagram lives. And, you know, my husband said to me the other day, he's like, could you even just put on some makeup or a filter or something? He's like, the bags under your eyes are showing. You look awful. And I'm like, oh, I do. But like, I just, it's so much. I just can't anymore. It just becomes exhausting. I know. I know. I've had to, I've had to literally buy makeup this year because of all the zoom calls. Like I usually don't, cause I'm at home usually in my office. Like I don't usually have to be seen by anyone. Um, and now we're on yeah, show we all are. the time. Yeah. And, we're and, and, all, ironically, we're, we're like, kind of seen more. We're like reality TV stars now, right? There's like sh- cameras on us all the time, which really sucks. Well, and it's been interesting because you do see into people's 
sort of into their private lives a little bit, even though people can put the camera in the corner and this and that, you do sometimes get a window into how your colleagues live. I know. And, um, you know, like, um, like I think we're, I'm fortunate, like, you know, we have a home where, um, we live in the suburbs, right. So we don't live in a, in a tiny, tiny space. And so I have, I have a, a dedicated space to do this, but you know, my husband is a professor and so he's doing these zoom calls with his students all the time. And, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, um, you know, in a classroom, uh, you know, at, at university, you don't, you don't have to be vulnerable about like your roots and your origins and your, what your house looks like. Right. Whereas now, you know, he's doing these calls with people and it's like, you're seeing the huge um, discrepancies between some people who, you know, are like vacationing with their boyfriends in Hawaii to, to wait out the quarantine and other people who are like sharing a room with like two siblings and, you know, working part-time because their parents lost their job and they have to, there's so much, it's so vulnerable, right. Having to show all of that when, when you're supposed to not have to experience that on campus, everybody's supposed to feel like they're sort of equal, right. Like in a classroom. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. And that's, I think, an ongoing theme that deserves more attention. Maybe we'll be able to circle back to that on this show, because mm-hmm. I do think that this has been a real awakening of what we don't see under the surface when people all attend the same college, but there's a lot going on underneath the surface in terms of economic disparity. Um, mm-hmm. But in the interest of this show, to get back on track, let's talk about, so apropos for you, birthday caravans. You chose not to do this for your daughter, who just turned five this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, did that come up, the idea of a birthday caravan? I mean, I guess we should explain what it is to some people that don't know what yeah. it is. So there are all these people who are trying to come up with creative ways to celebrate their children's birthdays. And one of them is that, you know, their child will sit on their porch and then, you know, friends will drive by and honk and stuff like that. I, we, I, I, as I've mentioned, like I, I totally had a meltdown on, so my, my daughter turned five on Saturday and I just had a meltdown on Friday night. Like I, it was midnight and I started crying with my husband and I was like, this, you know, this is a birthday means everything to a five-year-old, right? Like she, they, they look forward to it the whole year. They read books about it. And then she, you know, she wouldn't have a party. And so anyway, what we ended up doing was, um, you know, he, my husband like woke up the next day, (laughs) went to party city, bought the whole store and like brought everything to the house and there were balloons everywhere. And, and she, and for, and that made a big difference, right? When you're five, like all of that is just such a big deal. And then she asked whether uh, our neighbors could come around while she did a pinata, while she hit the pinata. And, you know, our neighbors are like, 60s and 70s, right? So there are no kids in our neighborhood. Um, but she's friends with these people, right? She sees them all the time. And they came by and they watched her and we all had some cake and they were all socially distant. Um, but yeah, it's like we have to get creative about this stuff, right? Because, you know, you know, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> I know, exactly. I mean, it's, I'm at a loss. I have a 13 year old, so it wasn't as big a deal. He basically was very happy to have a virtual birthday party playing video games with his friends. But in past years, the past couple of years, he's had a bunch of buddies over sitting on the couch and he did ask for that. I had to say no. And I confirmed with the other parents that we just weren't going to do that in June. So that's a bummer. And it wasn't something we could really do outside. And even another child, they wanted to do something outside. And at that time, the parents were just not open to that. Um, it was much earlier in the pandemic. We weren't, we didn't have such a good understanding of how things were spread. So yeah, let's flush birthday caravans down the toilet. 
Just to clue you guys in, if you are interested in learning more about this, it's American Standard. They're going to be giving away 450 customized Flush 2020 toilet paper rolls away for a limited time. Um, And you can enter, go to the American Standard website to enter. And they're going to choose the winners in about a week from when this episode goes out, which is December 14th. I did enter, Liz will be entering. Um, So good luck to everyone in winning. I will keep you guys posted if I win one of them, but I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, We're gonna get to our takeaways and maybe share some phrases that we would like to flush away for 2020. But first, I just wanna remind everybody as we get towards New Year's that keeping track of your money is really as important, maybe more important than actually earning it. One thing that I do to keep track of my money is FreshBooks. I used it even before I started my business while I was still working as a TV anchor at Reuters. It's been great. It's super easy to manage your money. If you have a business, you can invoice your clients. And they have ways, by the way, where you can get paid even faster. It connects right to your bank accounts. It tracks everything. It makes tax time super easy. If you want to find out more about it, you go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash fresh books. And here's the really good news. FreshBook plans are now 70% off for the first three months if you go right into it. You skip the first, the 30-day free trial period. Go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash FreshBooks for more information. And I've really enjoyed using it. So I recommend it personally. Check it out and see if it works for you. All right, Liz, what is your takeaway from this? And maybe some phrases that you want to flush away from 2020. I want to flush away sweatpants. Um, Yes. Now... Let me just tell you, I love sweatpants. I, um, you know, I have been living in them. Uh, I'm currently wearing a, a sweatpants right now, as you can see. They're uh, they're leggings. <laughs> Those are lovely. <laughs> uh, they're very nice. They have a they have a snake skin print on them. But I just, you know, I um, kind of miss wearing real clothes. Um, I'm wearing real clothes right now with you because you can see me. But, you know, most days I'm just, you know, I'm in sweatpants or not, no pants at all sometimes, right? And it's like, I just want to be wearing, um, you know, I have a whole closet full of clothes that I love, right? And I can't, I just, there's no reason to wear them now. So I'm ready to start wearing clothes again. (laughs) That's an excellent answer. And I would add to that loungewear, leisure wear, all that kind of stuff, definitely. Okay, any other takeaways, though, from the article? I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, totally. So I think that the main thing here is, sure, um, we should definitely flush away uh, all of the things that have been problematic about this year. But I would say that, you know, there are some things that we've done this year that uh, I think are good, right? And like, we've, we've learned some things, right? We, I think many of us have um, figured out self-care. Um, we've, you know, we've clarified things that really, really matter to us. Uh, we've picked up some good habits. I think like a lot of us are taking more walks. Um, our, I picked up knitting and other hobbies. Um, so I think with, with all the stuff that we want to flush away, I think there's some things that maybe we want to hold on to. And I think it'll be really easy to lose touch with these good things once the, you know, once life returns to normal. So I think it might be worth holding on to, uh, to, to the good. Yeah. I think those are excellent reminders. Some phrases that I think were left out. Um, and maybe these are too obvious, obviously social distancing, screen time pods. Are you in a pod? Is your family in a pod, Liz? 
No, it's just the three of us. We're not okay. doing pod. Yeah, we're not doing the so pod. Yeah, we sad. didn't do a pod. Yeah, but a lot of people did pods, um, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure how protective they are because you just need one little leak in the pod, and you know who knows what could happen. Um, my top one is remote learning because really the kids, with a few exceptions, are just not learning when they are learning remotely. And I'm curious um, if our listeners want to write into us, um, just. DM us on our Instagram channel at Money Friends Pod and let us know, do you think remote learning is learning? Because I don't. So I think we can just flush that phrase away, hopefully. Hopefully it will be gone soon when we get this vaccine um, into uh, widespread use. I don't know what the right phrasing is of that. Liz, this has been wonderful. You're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, We're going to be talking about the book business and some things a lot of people don't really know that you become aware of when you are an author, but they might be changing. Tell us, though, in the meantime, where people can be in touch with you and learn more about the rocket years. Totally. Um, So you can find me at Liz Segrin, L-I-Z-S-E-G-R-A-N, on all the socials, Instagram, um, Twitter, all that good stuff. And you can find my book, The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launch the Rest of Your Life, um, anywhere (laughs) anywhere books are found, including Amazon. Uh, But I would recommend if you're interested in buying it, try and buy it from your local bookstore because it's likely suffering right now. Yes. And you can also go on my website. I have a link to to Liz because she was on the Financial Grown Up website. And we're working with Bookshop, which links to independent booksellers. So you can do that that way or just go to Bookshop and that will point your order to a local retailer. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you back tomorrow. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be here again. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends.